Lady Gaga's guitar players behind me, Katy Perry's MDs playing keys. You want me to just like act like I've been doing this my whole life? Wait a second now. What were you scared of? It's interesting because I think there's a fear of not being good enough, but I also felt like there was a fear of what if I am good enough and what if this works? I had all of this stuff set up for the following year of like wanting to go on tour, all this music I wanted to release. Lo and behold, COVID hits and it's like, cool, no one can do anything, no one can go anywhere, everything just stopped, especially in the entertainment industry. 2020 was like when I really got real with myself and my life. And then this relationship that I thought was so much of my future was ending and a big part of that being just our difference in beliefs, I spiraled a bit and I was like what am I gonna do I felt like my foundation was just cracked and what was so beautiful about that is I remember this prayer and I was like I'm gonna be able to get this out so much better if I just sit at the piano and I just started like just like did it did it like just playing these chords and it literally just like spilled out of me and it, would, you, would you sing it you want me to sing it right now yeah would you <laughs> like, uh, yeah I'll sing it I'm probably gonna get emotional okay it's just so refreshing to have just real candid conversations it's so interesting at this point in my life, especially to be known as the girl from American Idol, like the singer girl, because I loved, I loved singing growing up, but I never, I was never under the impression that I would be doing it as a career, that it would be my life. I just loved it and I wanted that, but it was, I'm very much, I feel like I'm like split down the middle. I'm like 50%, like I need stability and responsibility and um, security and consistency. And then 50% creative, free spirit. Mm dreamer and so it's really interesting now at this point that what everybody knows me as was something that I was so insecure about that I was like scared to share like I wouldn't mm. even sing in front of my family growing up really? like I was, yeah I would sing in church I sang in some choirs but on my own like I just didn't like to really get up in front of people and sing for a while um I just it made me nervous I didn't know if I was good enough I didn't really have any training or anything like that for a long time but so it's interesting now to be known as like, oh my gosh, you're an American Idol, you're the singer. And I'm. it's cool to to be at this point um, because it was something I was so insecure about. But what's mm. been really cool for me is, is to just know that I feel like God had this this plan and this vision for my life that was so much bigger than what like little Ashley could imagine or dream up or even think possible and I think while yes music and singing is such a huge part of my life like there is so much more to me that I don't think people see or know or understand because it gets overshadowed by oh you're the girl that was on American Idol oh you're the girl that the judges pulled up their chairs to the piano and like sat around you and it was this crazy moment and I'm like yes that's so cool and I'm so grateful for that but like it doesn't start or stop there right like there's so much more that I feel like people don't really know or see. But at the same time, it's also still wild to me that that happened and that I'm at where I'm at now. And I just, um, I've just been reflecting on this a lot, especially lately of how God's vision and plan for your life is so much bigger. And I know we hear this all the time. It's yeah, so cliche, yeah. but God has this plan for you. But I think um, there's just a lot of like, doubt and fear that I had to work through to get to that point but then realizing and understanding like oh no it's not about me like I'm I'm not doing this on my own like God has prepared the way he's like gone out before me and kind of because I look back now at like so many things that happened that led to me getting to this point specifically with music and just with where I'm at as a person and I'm like 
there are so many dots that connect. Really? That I just, I couldn't have seen in the moment of like growing up in California, moving to Utah because I thought I wanted to be a dental hygienist. And so I started going out to school out here at UVU because I had one of the best programs. And then I started doing that and I'm like, this is not what I want to be doing. But I'm like, what am I, what am I going to do? I don't know. Yeah. And getting more involved in the music scene in Utah, which you would not think, like growing up in California, you'd think I'd be more into music there. But mm. there, I just got plugged in with the right people and meeting people and um, just started doing more music things out here in Utah. And that's really what cultivated my love and desire to really pursue it more. Mm. Um, and then getting a job that was in marketing that I was like, oh, maybe that's that's the career for me. But then it was also introducing me to people that eventually would help with my music career and what I was learning in marketing and behind the scenes that ultimately led to me being where I'm at now, which we can dive into a little bit later. But then that job allowed me to work remotely, which allowed me to move to Nashville, which then is where I auditioned for American Idol. And so like all of these what? things that just like don't feel like they're connected. But like looking back now, I'm like, wow, like this is all like working together. And so it's just really interesting to see just how things in life that you feel like might not have a purpose or that you're like, I don't want this. Why is this happening? Mm. That not every time can I look back and be like, oh, now I see it. Sometimes I'm still like, I don't know, maybe I'll see it down the road. But there's so many moments that I've seen that I'm like, wow, like I just feel like it was so divinely orchestrated and there was no Mm. way I could have known in the moment. But I'm so grateful because I feel like that's led me to where I'm at now from a career standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, from a human standpoint. Like it's just, it's really, it's been really cool to look back over the years and just see the, the, the touch points of life that have just kind of brought me to where I'm at right now. That's powerful. So you originally never thought in a million years that you'd be in this position that you're in now. No, I mean, there were moments that I dreamed of it. I loved like I would sing around my house all the time and like I had this that, this little like tape recorder with the mic that's like so distorted the little kid yeah, like yeah, toy. Yeah. Yeah. You liked it. I love doing that. But the second it became like about me actually performing for people, I was like, whoa, 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 no. Mm. Like that's not, I don't know if I actually like want to do that in that setting. But there was a freedom of me just exploring that and having fun with it. But the second there was a title on it of like, oh, you need to perform for people, get out in front of people and do that. I was like, whoa, I don't know if I want to do that. I was so much more into sports. Like I thought really? I wanted to play play sports in college for a while and then I was in a crazy bus accident at girls camp and like sprained both my ankles it was a whole thing but again (laughs) then I was like okay my volleyball dreams are shot down like what am I gonna do as like a 17 year old like thinking my life was over but yeah there's just when you're 17 (laughs) you were like I'm gonna be a volleyball player yeah I was like, they don't have it. I mean, they kind of have it professionally, but. But you were good. You were like. Yeah, I wanted to play. I wanted to play in college. I wanted to do all these things. And just so many things kept blocking that. And I was like, why? Like, why is this not working? Like, this is what I want to do. So naturally I pivoted and was like, well, I'll do dental hygiene because that's a stable career. <laughs> so you, you, in your mind back in then, when you're in high school, you could sing, you were doing, you know. Yeah. People liked it. But when you came to perform, you're like, ah, I don't know. But in that at that time, you were like, I'm going to be a volleyball player. Yeah. I'm going to go to school playing volleyball. Yes. And then it was like, like I don't want to say classic, but this happens to a lot of high school kids where totally. they're like, what am I going to do now? Yes, yes. So you're in that moment and you're like, what am I going to do now? Yeah. And at that time, you're like, well, I got to switch it up. Yeah. And now I'm going to do dental hygiene. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. Because I worked at an oral surgeon's office for a little bit in high school and I was like, okay, like I just was familiar with 
just kind of that environment. Obviously, dental hygiene is very different, but I was like, that's a good, stable career. And I wanted a family and I wanted to be able to like still work, but like also have a family. So I was like, okay, that's like a way that I could do both where I could be working and have a family. And then as I started just in school and moving forward with that, I was like, this does not feel right at all. Like this well, is in the people's teeth and stuff. <laughs> no. But that's the reason that you were like, okay, where's their good general hygiene schools? Yeah. And that's what brought you to Utah. Yeah. And I had family out here too, but I knew that UVU had a really good program. So I was like, okay. And yeah, there, there was just like, it's so funny to me now thinking that, that, that <laughs> that's what I thought my life was going to be. Cause I'm like, I cannot imagine if that is not like anything against that. Like I'm sure I'd be fine, but just being at where I'm at now, I'm like, oh, in comparison. I had no idea. I had no idea what was coming. Yeah. Wow. So in your mind, I think that some people, you know, if you think of like some, excuse me, artists, they're like, I'm going to be an artist. Yes. When I was a kid. Yeah. And you're, for you, it wasn't that case. Mm -mm. And even when you got here, you were still. Oh, still. It wasn't, like, even on the, it wasn't even on the radar. No. Yeah. And I think it's something, music's always something that I've loved, but I just, I didn't really understand that I could pursue it and be successful in the way that I, I thought it took to actually make a career out of it. Like I just thought like you had to be like Taylor Swift or like some big, huge successful person to actually make a living and support yourself as an artist. But, um, yeah, so I, I tried a bunch of different things. Once I decided that dental hygiene wasn't for me, I had met some people out here that, and just got a little bit more involved in the the music community out in out here in Utah. And I was shocked at the talent yeah. and people pursuing it and how people were yep. like, I just had no idea. I was like, wait, people are actually doing this in here in Utah where like, if you talk about music capitals around the world, like Utah doesn't usually come up, but I'm like, it should, there's talent and it's, there the really is crazy. And so I think that shifted my perspective of, I was like, wow, there's a way for me to actually do it that feels realistic and it feels tangible to me. So I started, uh, I kind of did some local performances here and there, but like, I had no idea what I was doing. I was like just getting started. Like I could sing, but I was learning how to play instruments. I was still learning how to write music because I had mm. never really done that. But I play, I play music by ear. So like I remember when I was little, my parents put me in piano lessons and it was one of those things like, I don't want to do this. This is stupid. Like, why mm. are you making me do this? But <laughs> now you're like, thank yeah, you. And I'm like, if your parents are telling you to take piano lessons, do it. Like, please just trust them. Just do it. You'll be great for later. But I play music by ear. So I'd sit down and my really? teacher would be like, okay, like read the music. And I was like, okay, but if you just play it, I can just play exactly what you play after. Like I, and so I didn't understand. I thought that I was like stupid because I'm like, okay, this is so much harder for me to read the music. Why can't I just hear it and play it? But I was taught to like, no, you need to learn how to read it. So I would like learn how to read it. But mm -hmm. I thought this isn't for me because this is like, I'd rather just hear it and play it. So I kind of just brushed that aside. But then I'm grateful for a little bit of that foundation because when I started realizing that I wanted to pursue music more seriously, I had a little bit of that background with piano and I could, I could um, hear music and pick it up. But then I, I just taught myself guitar a little bit on YouTube and just mm -hmm. like learned enough to be writing. And I started performing more around Utah locally. And then, um, and then, yeah, I started putting stuff on YouTube and that's when things started shifting. I started putting covers. I met a guy named Eric Thane who was amazing at producing and video and all of this stuff. So he helped me kind of create a YouTube channel. And then I started gaining traction there and I was like, okay, this actually is something that I could be doing. Like it's working. Like wow. this is really great. Um, 
But then I got to a point where I was like, ah, I don't want to be singing other people's music for the rest of my life. Oh, you were doing covers. Yeah. So I was just doing covers of really popular songs, which was great because that's what people were listening to. So it was easy to find on YouTube and it just like mm -hmm. got kind of my foot in the door of some just recognition a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. I realized pretty quickly, I'm like, ah, like this, this is great. And I love singing and like doing these videos and things, but there's still something, I feel like there's something more out mm. there that I'm not tapping into quite yet. Hmm. So then I started getting more into writing and then because I had performed, but it was mostly covers because I hadn't written any music. And once I started writing and then once I started performing the music that I had written and then connecting with people that way, I was like, wow, like this is, this is what I want to be doing because I think everybody's had that experience where they've heard a song and they're like, how did this person know what I was going through? Like how wow, yeah. like this song just like the speaks connection. to me. Yes. And so one, being able to write and express things that sometimes are hard for me to express just in conversation, to really sit with it and think about it and put music to it where it like, it kind of transcends just yeah. conversation for me sometimes. And to be able to write and express that way and release that way, but then also to be able to perform and connect with other people that that resonates with them and that just touches them in a way like that to me, I'm like, that is so powerful. And the feeling that I get from that and just those moments when I'm able to connect with people is like, that is what I'm passionate about. So there was that moment in your, in this pursuit, you started doing, uh, you know, you're doing covers on YouTube. You yeah. got some traction, but the moment that you created it from you, yeah. from your soul, in mm -hmm. the in the first time that, that somebody heard it, that's when it changed. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yes, because I had people say, "Oh, I loved your voice," or "You sound so good on that song," or like, uh... and I'm like, "Oh, thank you," but it felt more about like me and like showy, and I was like. I've never loved that, which is ironic because I love to perform. But then if I think about it too much that like everybody's looking at me or the spotlight's on me, it, it like gets suffocating and I start to freak out internally because I get anxious. But when I think about it being an experience of like me and the audience and that I'm feeding off of their energy and that they're mm. feeding off of the performance and the music and that it's like becomes more of a us thing then yeah. it's like oh I'm here to perform for everybody like everybody look at me like I like obviously there's like ego sometimes when I'm like oh I want that attention but ultimately like what drives and fuels me is that connection that's the more whole part yeah yeah different than just showing up to be like well from a you know comedy perspective it's almost like I this one guy told me he's like uh I used to try to go and get people to laugh mm. but now I look at it differently and I want to give them an opportunity to laugh you know what I mean? Yes. I want to give people an opportunity to to connect. I want to give. I feel like that's kind of what you're saying. Yes, yes. And I, I hadn't. I don't remember exactly how he said this, and I'm probably going to butcher it. He said it much more eloquently, but something along the lines of, just as an artist or as a creative, like you are in service of other yeah. people. Like, and I love looking at it that way. Not like, oh, look at what I'm giving you. It's like, no, I have the chance to like share this with you, but also to share that connection and that yeah. energy with each other, and that it's looking at it more of what we can share and how we can serve rather than, oh, this is what I have to offer. Look at me, look at all these gifts and talents and opportunities and all of these things that I've done. It's more of like, wow, look at what opportunities have come from what I've been able to share and what I've had shared with me and how that's just fueled just that creative process and, and journey. And so that's been really helpful for me a lot because I think there are aspects of what people know me for, which is American Idol, that I 
still can't fathom sometimes. I'm like, this is so crazy that like that yeah. went the way that it did and yeah. then it gave me the platform that it did. But on the flip side of that, there is this, I don't think I fully processed it for a long time and still am in just kind of unpacking a lot of it. But when you go from just kind of being like, I felt like I was known enough to like be doing what I wanted to be doing to all of a sudden having this platform where so many eyes are, are on you. So many people have opinions like, yeah. and it's so accessible. Like people are commenting on things, people are messaging you people. And it's like, okay, all of a sudden I went from just like having a community where I like pretty much knew everyone that was following me and supporting me to now I'm like, I don't know any of these people anymore. Like this is so bizarre. And then having that happen almost what felt like overnight and then trying to maintain that. And then obviously like with a show like American Idol, it's amazing because they have season after season, but then your season's over, then the new season starts and all of a sudden you're irrelevant, right? Whoa. So it's like, there was a level of me feeling like, oh, now, now I've experienced that. I have to keep reaching for that or I have to keep performing at that level or succeeding at that level that kind of just started feeling empty because I felt like the way I was approaching it was to be relevant and uh, to have that attention. Going back to what you Exactly, said. about mm. it being about me and about people knowing me and caring about what I'm doing. And then mm. it just, the timing of everything, I'm like, oh, God knows. And he's so aware of me and my needs because I was on American Idol in 2019 and I had all of this stuff set up for the following year of like wanting to go on tour, like all this mm. music I wanted to release. Uh, Lo and behold, yeah. COVID hits and it's like, cool, no one can do anything. No one can go anywhere. Everything just stopped, especially in the entertainment industry. Yeah. I mean, I did some shows virtually. I did some like concerts via Zoom or like Twitch or just like random streaming sites like that. But it's not the same. And people got sick of that so fast. And it was like, okay, what do I, what do I Whoa. do? Like, what do I do here? And so that was kind of when I was starting, like I had already been feeling like I need to stay relevant. I need to stay on top of things. And, but it was like, now no one cares because it's just like, we're all isolated. Right. Yeah. So it's just like, I feel like I was left with all of those things that I was struggling with and I had nothing but time to like look through that and sort through that. And then there was so much that was coming up for me spiritually and then in relationships at that time too that just I felt like my world was kind of imploding because I had had the year before just success that I never could have dreamed of and just things that happened that I was like, wow, like I just felt like my life was just on this like upward mm. reach, right? And then all of a sudden it just was like... <laughs> I'm like, cool. So like, okay. as quick as it happened, it also just fell apart all in the same way. But yeah, so there's just a lot. I feel like 2020 was one of the hardest, and I don't want to say worst, but it was like probably the most transformational year of my life. And I feel like that has been kind of what's been shaping so much of who I am now and, and how things are going now because of what happened after American Idol. Because when it's happening... It's amazing, and I like you can't fully comprehend what's happening. But then when you step out of it, it's like, okay, oh. whoa! I felt like then my career was just starting. Like it didn't start when my audition aired. I'm like, that's just was like, was the launching point before? Catalyst. Yeah, exactly. Before anything actually really, really started for me. Whoa! So you went through a lot. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So you're going through this huge trajectory that you auditioned for American Idol. Mm -hmm. It didn't happen by accident. You felt like you were led eventually 
to get a job, you got a job yeah. working remotely, yeah. then you become, you get on American, American Idol. Well, and I had, a, somebody reached out, so they have casting producers, and yeah. someone reached out. Because of your YouTube. Yeah, exactly. And so I had, he came out to Nashville, I was living in Nashville at the time, and he was like, let's write, like, I'd love to, like, like, because I'd started posting my own stuff on Instagram and the YouTube producer and stuff. came out. Yeah. So the casting really? producer came out and we wrote, cause he was also an artist. We wrote together and he's like, I love your sound. I love your vibe. Like come audition for American, American Idol. I had just moved to Nashville and I was like, no, like I just moved here. I want to get into songwriting here. Like I, I had this whole, again, I had this whole plan of what my life was going to be. Cause I'm like, okay, hey, the Lord opened the, the path for me to move to Nashville. I'm going to move to Nashville and do it this way, which is so mm. funny. I'm like, even sometimes when I feel like God opens the path for me, I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. I'm going to do it my way. And it's uh, like, Okay, yeah. cute, but no, that's not how it's going to go down. <laughs> so I just had this whole idea of getting involved in the scene and networking and songwriting every day and just doing all this stuff. And he just was like, wait, why won't you come audition? Like, you have nothing to lose. I'm like, I just moved here. That's not on my radar. Like, I just, that's not really what I want to be doing. And it was like day of, he called me. He's like, are you really not going to come? Like, I have this set up for you. It's with the executive producers. You can skip, like all of the like cattle call process. Wow. And I was like, yeah, which was amazing. That's amazing. But I'm so stubborn. And I was like, I don't have a cool enough story. <laughs> like my voice is good, but it's not like anything that's going to stand out. Like, I just don't feel like I would do well on a show like that. He's like, and then there was another show he was trying to, to cast. And he's like, ah, okay, just come out to this one and I won't bug you to do it again. And I was like, ah, okay, okay. The audition. Like, yeah. The, just okay. the audition. Which is so funny. I'm like, I have nothing to lose. Why would I? Why was I so stubborn about it? But really, though, what was really the reason? I, what was the real reason? I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think that I. And I thought, well, I, I moved to Nashville for this, so like, I don't want this to to veer me off this path. But it was fear. It was it was fear. And I, Wait I have to check now. myself. <laughs> you just kind of glassed over, like you know, I just think. But real, the real truth, what you're really saying oh, yeah. is, what were you scared of? It's interesting because I think there's a fear of not being good enough that I've dealt with my whole life. Everybody deals with that on some level. But I also felt like there was a fear of what if I am good enough and what if this works? Man. <laughs> because then what? Like, because my comfort zone at that point was the hustle, was trying to break through, was just doing everything and having little moments of success, but then like searching for the next thing and not like getting to like a substantially higher level. Like, and so I think I just... Mm. I was afraid of that a little bit as well. I was equally afraid of not being good enough and feeling like I wouldn't do well and failing, but I also was equally afraid of succeeding and like, what if that Why? actually worked? But what is it? What about, I'm telling you, there's so many people that can relate to yes. this. What is the fear? What is the behind the succeeding fear? I think I had a very, very small minor taste of just people's accessibility to me once I started putting myself out there. And so I'm like, if I succeed and I'm put on this platform, I have to maintain that level. I have to live up to what people are expecting. I have to be this perfect version, this perfect person. And mm. I think I had I put a lot of pressure on myself, not just from a performance standpoint, but from just like wanting to be a good example and wanting to be a good person that I think there's this level of if I succeed, mm. I can't make any mistakes. Ooh. on a performance level, on a human level, on a spiritual level, on ev every level possible, like I I have to be perfect. And there, that, coming from someone who already is a perfectionist, like that is scary and that's heavy. And Crippling. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And so it's like, well, I would just rather not and and take control of why I think it's not going to work and say, oh, I don't have a good enough story for that. My voice isn't mm. strong enough or good enough. It's like, eh. But also just so I can say I can be in control of why it's not going to work instead of actually doing it and seeing what happens. So you could be in control. Right. Yeah. We could go deep on I that. I know. <laughs> but for real, though, that's a legitimate concern. Yeah, absolutely. The perspective you were worried of was I'm going to be, if, if I do hit this level, mm-hmm. then I'm going to be under the spotlight. I already mm-hmm. tasted a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. But now if I'm at that level, then people are going to really, like really, really be under the spotlight. Yeah. But what if I am not good enough is what you were saying yeah. in that area, whether it be mm-hmm. spiritually, uh, socially, or whatever yeah. the area is. Totally. That's that's interesting. Yeah. And so then you you just said, no, nah, I don't want to meet with you. Yeah, I was like, no, Put it off. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna go. And then I had conversations with a couple friends, and they're like, "You have nothing to lose. Like the worst thing you happen is the worst thing to happen is that you go, and then nothing comes of it. But like, what if you go and something does come of it? I'm like, oh, okay. But I also feel I'm grateful that I went in not with a negative perspective, but just kind of with like, okay, like it is what it is. But I was still on such a high from moving to Nashville, and I was mm. so excited to be just in a place surrounded by so many people that were doing what I wanted to be doing at a level that I wanted to be doing it at. So I was like, okay, this is a cool opportunity. Like I'll just give it a shot and whatever happens, happens. It wasn't like I'm putting all my eggs in this basket. It's American Idol or nothing. Like it was just kind of like, okay, yeah. So it took so much of the pressure off. So I felt like I I was able to go in and just be more comfortable and be myself and just Mm. kind of just trust that I'm like, hey, if if this works out, cool if it doesn't cool like no I'm in Nashville. Yeah. yeah and so it just took a lot of the pressure off so I felt like I was able to show up just without that pressure or expectation and not even from other people but from myself of like yeah that's good that level to perform at and I think that's why I it turned out to be as, as successful as it was because every time I made it past a level I was like what like okay like cool we'll just take it to the next step and like see what happens and like okay cool like and just I just kind of tried to keep that mentality as best I could granted the talent was insane and so it's hard to to see everyone around you and you're like what am I doing here like this is crazy there's so many talented people and to not feel overwhelmed by that but I just tried to look at every opportunity as just like okay cool this is just another opportunity for me to just do my best and like show up and and just learn and perform and connect so, so you decided to do it. Now you're in, and yeah. you got on American Idol. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. you're there, and you keep going and you keep progressing. Yes. What What's anything that in that in that scenario, the situation? A lot of people, things that you see on TV, mm-hmm. it's a certain way. But yeah. what are some of the things that you wish people understood more that they would give more context to it? Oh man. Well, there's a couple of things. So I feel like with those shows, what's so compelling is not only the voices and the music, but the stories and all of the things behind it, which is so cool. But what's also hard is once they kind of figure out what your story is, Mm -hmm. that's who you are. And so it's like your story is so like my story was so surrounded on being a dental, wanting to be a dental hygienist. Mm -hmm. And so I remember people were reaching out, asking me to be on dental podcasts and all these things. And I was like, (laughs) I'm not qualified for that. I was never a dental hygienist. That was a path I thought I wanted to take. But I was the girl who didn't believe in herself that was going to be a dental hygienist and then decided that she was going to sing. And I'm like, that's like not quite how it happened. Mm. But and then there's just also 
so much behind the scenes that is so intense. Like this show is a well-oiled machine. They've been doing it yeah, for years. Yeah. It's like a high-level production, but they're just like, like everything behind the scenes is just already mapped out like they know exactly really? how to do it but when you step into it i'm like i've never done anything this high level before so this is all new for me so like okay just go here go here they have uh, a camera guy telling you like okay mm. when you're you're gonna be playing piano the camera's gonna come here look here and i'm like this is all new for me this might be like season 19 for you guys but this is like i've never performed at this level lo and behold like Lady Gaga's guitar players behind me, Katy Perry's MD is playing keys, and I'm like, <laughs> and Katy oh, Perry's right there. Yeah, and I'm like, you want me to just like act like I've been doing this my whole life? I'm like, which was great because it allowed me to step up to the plate and like really see what I was capable of. But at the same time, there were so many moments where I was like, I, this is too much. Like I can't, yeah. I can't do this. And you're running on no sleep. You're going in and you're, they have you watch like all the other contestants rehearsals. So you're seeing what they're doing and it's like mm. messing with your head, but then they're interviewing you like in the process. So it's just like cameras in your face 24 seven, but then you, they're like, Hey, get on stage. And it just seems yeah. like it's this like objectified. Really, yes. Yeah. And it's, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. I remember specifically during Hollywood week and there, which Hollywood week is like jam packed. It's like a week and there's three different rounds and they make cuts after every round. And I remember I had made it through the first cut, first two cuts. It was the last round where we either got to perform an original song or a cover with the full band for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like day four. We're sleeping like four or five, maybe five hours a night. But wow. like, and it's like you get up at five, you're there until it's like, intense. yeah, like all day and like watching everybody, cameras in your face constantly. And I remember I decided to sing an original song and I played it for the producers and they were like, no, do, do the cover. They're like, this isn't going to fit the vibe. And I was like, whoa, I want to share my own music. I don't want to just sing other mm. people's songs. And there are four other people singing the same song as me. And I was like, mm. no, like I want to do this. They're like, okay, like we've been doing this for a long we, time, we, we know the but pattern. like, if you want to do it, like, it's up to you. So I remember going and I, I got to the stage and we got, everybody got one run through because they were like on a time crunch, like, okay, everybody gets one run through of their song. And then we got to move on for the, this was the dress rehearsal portion. So I go out and I, they got me a keyboard and there was a very specific electric piano sound that I wanted. And mm. I had told them beforehand and they were setting it up and I go to play it and it's not the right sound. Uh. And so I was like hey, like, this is the sound that I wanted for the song. It, like, creates the whole vibe of the genre and of the yeah. feeling of the song that I want. So they were messing with it, trying to get it, and couldn't get it. They're like, just run through your song while we're trying to mess. So they're, like, messing with it while I'm playing. Whoa. And so I'm, like, like running through it, and I'm, like, making mistakes because people are playing, and I'm just, like, so in my head. And I finish. They finally get the right sound. And I'm, like, okay, great. So I, like, start to run through again. They're, like, sorry, we only had time for one run through. Like, the next person has to come up. And I'm, like, what? this is the first time I'm playing my original music. I had one run through that was like a minute long and everything was just a disaster. And they're like, sorry. So I walk off stage and I'm like, here we go. What am I going to? Okay. Like that. It is what it is, I guess. And I remember all the contestants finished the run throughs and we're walking in. Like the judges are like 10 minutes away from coming in and all the judges, they're like seating us in order of like when we're going up. And I'm like, there's nothing I can do at this point like this because I was like, maybe they'll call me back up. Like maybe I'll have a chance. No, like we're walking in. This is like 10 minutes before show starting. Whoa. And one of the producers comes on stage and I just remember like I was sitting there and I just prayed. I was like, OK, God, like I've done everything I can to this point. I know that was a disaster. I'm stressed. I'm anxious. I'm like not confident, but just like help me to just like be comfortable and confident just in this 
one minute, just like one minute of just like remembering what I'm playing, remembering what I'm singing and just be able to express myself since this is my first shot of being able to sing my own music. And everybody was like, don't do it. And I'm like, oh, I'm doing it anyway. And I just like finished the prayer and I was like, okay, it's out of my hands, whatever. And like two minutes later, this one of the producers gets up and he goes, Ashley Hess. And I was like, <laughs> oh no. I was like, what now? He's like, Ashley Hess, please come to the stage. Oh, and I was no. like, oh gosh, like, are they going to tell me I can't do the song that I'm going to have to switch my cup? Like, I was thinking all of the worst case scenarios in my head. And I get on stage and he pulls me backstage. He's like, hey, we, we wanted to make sure this was the right sound. Um, oh. I'm giving you headphones. Can you do a quick run through oh. of your song? And I, in that moment, was just like, this is a God thing. Like, there's no other explanation for it because literally he just prayed. I was like, I've done everything I can. I'm so stressed. Like, I don't know what to do. And then he's just like, okay, come backstage. We need you to run through it. And I got a chance to run through it. I mean, it was through headphones. It wasn't like on the stage, but like I heard it and I felt so much more confident. And I, that was like one of my favorite performances. You think, you think God helped you then? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think because in that moment, I recognized that I was like, this is out of my hands. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do anything else at this point. Like I've, I've practiced as much as I can. I did the the dress rehearsal. It was a disaster, but like, I don't want to fail. I want to do my best, but like, I can't do anything else at this point besides just go out and do my best. Mm. And I felt like God, it was just a little moment in that week where God was just like, I see you. I know how stressful this is for you. Mm. I know how important this is to you. And like, I got you like, don't like, don't feel like you're in this alone. And it was just, I like can't think about that moment without getting emotional because I just remember feeling so stressed and feeling so it's so, it's so weird being surrounded by so many people and so much chaos, but feeling so alone in a setting oh. like that. And I just felt so mm. isolated and so lonely and so like, mm. just, yeah, it just, I just felt like an object, not like a human mm. or like, it, I don't even fully know how to quite explain it. But in that moment, I just felt that like I was seen, I was heard and I was loved and I like I was capable and that I, I wasn't alone in that process. You felt like that guy that, hey, oh, Ashley, I was like, you felt like God used that guy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. To, to give you that because connection. They got they got the sound that they needed. And like, yes, I'm sure from a technical standpoint, they just wanted to make sure that the, that the sound was correct. But that was something that they could have just done right before my performance. That wasn't yeah. something where they needed to give me a full run through backstage. Mm -hmm. Like there were so many things that I just was like, okay, wow. Like this, it was just a moment where like I had said a silent prayer pleading because I was freaking out. I'm like, this is going to be on live television. Like I'm stressed. Um, and then having that just immediate moment of peace and what felt like an answer to me of just being able to run through it and just giving myself peace of mind and yeah. that confidence. What do you think he wanted you to know? Multiple things. One that just even in that chaos, when I felt so alone, like he was so specifically aware of me mm. and what I needed in that moment because what I thought I needed was just like, okay, I just need all this confidence to go out on stage and be like, I don't care. Like, I'm amazing. Mm. That went terribly, but like, I'm, no, I was panicking. I just needed some reassurance that, that I could make it through. But just having that, that opportunity to just run through that again, just gave me the peace of mind of like, oh no, like I have practiced this a lot. Like I do mm. know it. Mm. I do like, I like, it's okay. I'm going to be okay. And like, God is aware. And like, God is with me in this process. Like, it's not, 
it's not just me. Like, it's not all about me. It's not just me. And like in those moments, it was just like kind of one of those moments of like the moment when Peter steps out of the yeah, boat, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it took him stepping out for the miracle to happen. And for me, like auditioning for Idol and like being on the show for me felt like a miracle. I was like, how is this happening? But then I'm like, okay, now I'm like, wanting to add in my own thing with my own music and kind of do it the way that I want to. And I feel like things aren't working out, but like I felt like I had stepped out of the boat a little bit and I felt like this was like God being like, I got you, which was so cool. That's so the moment that you give your first song that your own thing, going back to what you said before of like, I was doing covers before, yes, even on YouTube. And then it's like the thing that made you feel fulfilled was when you were able to do your own thing. Yes. And in that moment, when you were doing it for the first time, you felt like God was saying, Yeah. Well, I there got was you. so much resistance. There was so much around it that was like, this isn't going to work. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, so oh, maybe I should have stuck with the cover because then I could have played with the band. I wouldn't have had to deal with that. Like all of these things. But then it was just reassurance to me of like, okay, American Idol might not have been the, the way that I thought things were going to happen, but this is still an avenue for me to share my music and like, God's helping me with that. So like, I'm going to keep moving forward with that, even if it feels like ah, this is scary or hard or things are working against that. Like, I just felt like it was a little nudge from God of like, I got you and you're on the right path. Like, I'm going to help you out. You're not alone in this. What reason might be the reason why you might not think you were on the right path? Oh, man, I think there was a part of me that felt like being on the show and pursuing music was a very self-centered or selfish thing. Mm. Um because it's like all about spotlight and fame and getting your name out there. And I felt like there was a level of that that felt like, mm. oh, I'm just seeking the fame. I'm seeking uh, the attention. I'm seeking all these things. And I felt like, I also felt like there was a part of me too that because I'm a believer that I felt like I could only share music that was centered around God oh, yeah. or Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny. I was having a conversation with one of my friends the other day of just like secular and spiritual music. And it's like, why do we why do we separate those things? Because like mm. our spirits are involved in everything that we're doing. So it's like yeah. what feels maybe secular is like coming from our spirit and it's coming from our soul and it's like it's all yeah. connected. And yeah. so I just have liked I think there's a lot of music too that I write. Like my slogan for myself is happy girl sad songs, right? Like I show uh. up and I'm like pretty bubbly, this like optimistic outgoing person, but a lot of my music is sad and people mm. will hear my music and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, this is how <laughs> I express those feelings. But what's so cool to me is like, I've had so many spiritual experiences listening to secular music yeah. that had, has touched me and it's made me feel seen and connected. And I'm like, oh, okay. It is okay for me to pursue this platform and to share music that's about relationships or yeah. struggles that I have with myself or even like wrestles in spirituality or praise with spirituality and just yeah. like all these different things. Like it doesn't all have to be like, I just had this idea that everything was so black and white that like I couldn't have any, I couldn't have any of the intention on me yeah. or I couldn't just like all of these things that I think I was afraid of, but it was, I'm seeing now it was all coming from a fear perspective instead of from a lens of love of just like great being grateful for the opportunity, being grateful for the gifts, being grateful to be able to connect with people and share instead of like being fearful of like, well, what if it's not good enough or of what if people perceive me the wrong way or what if like all of these things yeah. all about me? Yeah. Yeah. It, all good things come from God. Yes. Everything's spiritual. Yes. Meaning that. It has two sides of the coin. It's that you can't take, I'm not saying that everything in the world is spiritual. Right. You know, but I'm just saying that the element of everything we do 
can have a spiritual element to it because exactly. that's because that's what's in us. That's who yes. we are. Yeah. Yes. That's so powerful. So you're in American Idol mm-hmm. and you have that amazing moment. Yeah. And then you feel like it was all from God. I yeah. love how you said you said, uh, what did you say? This is God. This is what did you say? Oh, I can't remember. You said, <laughs> the way you said it's it. It's a God thing. It's a God thing. That's I love I'm that. Like, oh, this is a God thing. This yeah. is a God thing. Just I have this note section in my phone that I just keep of like moments when I specifically recognize God's hand in my life just because I feel like it one keeps my perspective searching for those things because I find when I'm looking for that yeah I see it so much more but then it's funny looking back now on things that I'm like whoa that's a God thing that's a God thing that's a God thing and so just I'm just really grateful for the moments that it feels overwhelmingly like a God thing because I think sometimes it's a quiet thing that sometimes it's easy to pass by us but I should say me. I don't want to generalize, but yeah, I just that I've had multiple moments specifically just um, in this pursuit of music and even outside of that, too, that have been overwhelming. Like, that's a God thing Mm. just because I feel like he knows he's like she needs it to be obvious. So I'm going to just give her this so she knows it's just kind of like a breadcrumb that I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm on the right path. Like I even though I'm feeling stressed or overwhelmed or anxious or insecure whatever it might be like it's just that little nudge to just keep going wow that's so how do you define a god thing you just mm. defined it but like it, it, I, it doesn't have to be a big wide no. thing i just want to clarify for people like totally so because i think everybody needs to look for the god thing in their life you know totally. I, I love saying it that way it's yeah. powerful yeah like even this is like so simple but i like like the airport yesterday, I was coming here and I was so tired. I had, I've like, the past like couple weeks have been so crazy, been back to back. I've been like traveling a bunch and I've been doing all these things. And there was just like, I was just like, okay, I'm so tired. I'm so stressed, whatever. And there was mm. only one empty seat in the whole flight and it was next to me. And I was like, wow. this was like a God thing. Cause I was able to like, I'm, mm. that's like a little thing. But to me, I was like, I'm going to take this as a God thing. Cause I'm like, I'm so tired, but I have all these things that I'm doing that I need to get done and that I'm excited about. And I just want to be, just feel like I can show up for and be present for and feel yeah. like refreshed for. And I'm like, it's just like this little thing that I'm just like, thank you. Like, okay. I was able to just like have some space and I like don't sleep on planes and I was able to sleep for a little bit. And I'm like, ah, like just little things like that, where it's not like, God's coming down and lighting the path of exactly what I need to be doing. It's just like, okay, I know you're struggling or I know you're going through things like here's just this little thing to keep you going. And not even when I'm struggling, there's moments too when I'm like, things are going so well and I'll, I'll just have a moment where I'm like, wow, this feels like a God thing. Or this feels like Mm. where I'm, I'm able to see that too. It's not just in the moments that I'm struggling, but I feel like it feels more overwhelming for me oftentimes when I'm in that moment of like, ah, like I just feel stuck of just like, it's easier for me to see sometimes like that's a God thing. Yeah. But yeah. It's a God thing. It's like, it's almost like it's, it can be big, but it also can be very simple. Like little things like that, that just, just goes to show that like God is aware of me and is just present and is like involved, even in the little things, even in the details. And it's not just like, okay, well when I get to this point and all these things happen, like God's going to be involved. It's like, no, I've just like seen how even in the tiniest little moments, it's just worked together to get me to the point where I'm at. And like, I just feel like God's so aware and involved in it all. That's so powerful. I, the, the, I, it's almost more challenging sometimes to notice the God things whenever it's going well. And I think yes. that it's more empowering when you notice the God things. Yes. When you are actually 
from your perspective, yeah. from your perception on top. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. And that's I, that's why I started keeping this note of just like moments I recognize God's hand because I feel like when I'm living in a state of gratitude too, it's so much easier for me because I'm recognizing like what I'm grateful for and why I'm grateful for it and where that's coming from. Yeah. And it's not about me because I feel like so much, so often if I, if I start to have this mindset of, oh, look at what I did or look at these things, it can quickly become, oh, I got this. I'm yeah. going to do it all myself. And then immediately that mm. turns into me being like, I can't do this on my own. And so God is so patient. And I feel like this is a lesson I've had to learn so many times because I am obnoxiously independent sometimes where I'm like, I just like to do things myself. I want it to be done a certain <laughs> way. I like am a control freak about things sometimes where like I'll have that big God moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, God is amazing. And then I'll be living in that state of gratitude. And I like see all these ways that God's opening these doors and involved. And then it becomes like, oh yeah, look at this thing that I did. Or people be like, wow, this is so cool that you did that. And I'm like, yeah, that is so cool that I did that. And then I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm going to go do this thing or, oh, I'm going to go do this thing too. And I'm going to, and it's all about like yeah. me, me, me doing this. And I'm like, okay, wait, wait a second. Like then that's because for me, when I start focusing on that, I get into this like hyper independent, hyper, oh, I got this, I can do it. Like I don't need anyone else or I don't need anything else. Like I, I got this, I can do this. I don't want to burden anyone. I don't want to oh, like, yeah. I don't want, you know, I don't want to put anyone, put this on anyone else. Like I can do it myself. Mm. But what I've learned is like, God's like, no, no, no. Not only do, like, not only can I help you with this, like I, I want to do this with you. And I, I was having this conversation with a friend the other day too about just looking at God as our our collaborator and our co-creator. Mm. And I think about that a lot, a lot because I go into sessions of songwriting where it's like, oh, this is like the co-writer or mm. this is the producer or the co-producer. And I'm like, why am I not looking at, at God that way of like, okay, I'm going to show up if I'm writing by myself of like praying and like, okay, I'm going to like co-write a song with God today which like I know can sound kind of like eh. but like I've had moments where truly some of my favorite songs that I've ever written have like felt like this like yeah, it's felt like yeah. it was it was given to me and it was just something that that came to me rather yeah. than like I worked to try to to get it out if that makes sense yeah, and I'm yeah. like I've just been thinking about that a lot lately of just God is a co-creator he's a collaborator and he's the creator of all things right and he yeah. Like that's what's such a cool thing that we have as human beings to create mm. because it makes us so much like God because he's the ultimate creator. So when we're creating, I feel so connected to God when I'm creating yeah. because it's like I'm using this gift and this agency that he's given to me to create. And like he is the creator of all things. So there's just this like I feel like my spirit feels really aligned when I'm creating. And I think that's partly why I'm so passionate about music and about creating yeah, and about yeah. writing because that's my avenue of creation and there's so many I think a lot of times people think of creatives as like just in the arts right yeah, but I'm yeah. like it expands so far outside of that like it's not just music or painting or comedy or anything. like it's anything like creating anything and so that's been something that's helped me in my art too and I feel so much more connected in what I'm creating when I involve God in the process instead of just feeling like I have to do it all on my own. Wow, that's so good. I think that um, all of us are creators. I think that's a really interesting way to, to put it. Yeah. Even people who might seem mechanical. I mean, mm -hmm. organization is creativity. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you're creating something. Absolutely. You're yeah. creating order. You're creating, like there's, yeah. yes, exactly. That's really cool. So, you, so you've had a bunch of experiences that have allowed you to create, and mm -hmm. you've created a lot of different things. I'm curious, what was the song that you said? You said, God came through me. 
What was the song? Well, the song's called Yet. Okay. And Ooh. I, yeah, so I, I'm releasing, so I'm releasing an album in June of 2023. So it will be on this, this album. It comes out in April of this year. And um, I'm also releasing it with a group that I'm a part of called The King Will Come. Okay. And it's um, an interdenominational collective of artists, um, singers, musicians, producers, creatives, mm. um, where we are just writing and creating music and experiences surrounding our relationship with God. And just oh, wow. That's what powerful. It, yeah. And like That's what so that cool. is in creating that and like the beauty in it, the struggle in it, the wrestle, the yeah. praise, like all facets of it and just being really open and honest about our relationships and how we're developing those relationships. Um, Cause I think sometimes when I'm, if I'm thinking in this space of Christian music or, or writing from a more spiritual sense, it has to be like, well, I have it all figured out. So I'm going to write about it. And I'm like, uh, no, like that's the whole point of what we're trying to do is just breaking down those barriers and those walls of like, we don't have it figured out. That's what we're here learning and trying to figure out, but we want to do that together and build a community that's powerful. around people just wanting to seek that true authentic relationship with God that feels so personal and real. Um, and this song, um, releasing it with the King will come. And then also, um, releasing it on my own as well. It's called yet. And it started off as a prayer. Really? Yeah. I, this was in 2020, the year that just shifted. I mean, 2019 was game changing, but 2020 was like when I really got real with myself and my life. Um, but I had just, Things with American Idol, obviously, like, were amazing. And then COVID hit and all my plans were just kind of just squashed. Mm. And I had been in a relationship at the time that had ended and I thought that was going to be my future. And a big part of that was we were just struggling of what our future looked like with different um, different beliefs and mm. how we were going to navigate through that. And so I was just questioning a lot of what I believed and a lot of um, just my relationship with God. And I'm like why, why have I been pursuing this and seeking this so much? And I feel so disconnected from it. But like, I believe at the end of the day that like God is so good and God is there and is aware. So why am I not feeling mm, that? Like, mm, what is, what mm. am I doing wrong? What is wrong with me? Um, and I just, it was so scary because I felt like my whole life, I had kind of just had this pretty black and white perspective of just like, God is good everything's great. And I had had trials and things that had been hard, but I don't think I had, I hadn't met myself at a deep enough level for things to actually feel real or scary or to have a really real and personal, authentic relationship with God. I had just, I believed it and I felt it and it felt good. And that was enough for me, mm. but I hadn't really, I didn't really dig deeply because I didn't really have a reason to at that point honestly like it just felt yeah. good and I was like okay if it, if it ain't broke don't fix it right yeah. and so with things on American Idol it was just like wow God is so good this is amazing and there were struggles of course but then in this relationship that I thought was so much of my future um was ending and a big part of that being just our difference in beliefs I I spiraled a bit and I really? was like like what am I gonna do I felt like my foundation was just cracked and mm. broken and I think there's this quote that I love I'm a huge quote person but I love this quote and it said sometimes God lets you reach rock bottom to realize that he's the rock at the bottom <sighs> yeah and I I'm gonna get emotional talking about this because I it that was rock bottom for me because I'm like if mm. if 
if I don't know where I stand with God or what God is or who Jesus is, like, what do I have? Like, what, do, mm. what does that mean about me? What does that mean about who I am? What does that mean about my life? What does that mean about my purpose? And I just felt like I'd never really questioned that before. And I got to this point when I was like, I don't, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know. Mm. Like, I, I believe that there's a God, but like what? But I, I don't fully know what that means anymore. Like, mm. and I, I never imagined I would ever get to a place like that. Mm. And mind you, this time I was living in Nashville. I was living alone, and this was COVID. We're like, oh man, basically like mm. in isolation. And I was living by myself. And my family's like all on the other side of the country, all in like Utah, California, West Coast area. And I'm like, I had friends in Nashville and things, but like, I just felt so alone. And I had mm. just gone through this breakup of like. Our relationship was almost six years and it was just like, wow. I just felt so broken and I had had all the success on American Idol and then all of a sudden, all of the plans that I had were just out the window. And so I felt like I had nothing left at that point and I felt like I was just down to like the bare bones of like, mm. I have to rebuild everything like from the very bottom is what it felt like to me. Mm. And I just remember praying and I was like, I believe that you're there, but like, I don't know what that means. And that's really scary to me because mm. I just felt like a lot of the things that like I had been guided to that I felt like were God had just disappeared. And so I was like, why? why? And I remember in that moment too, being so scared, but I felt like I had built enough of a foundation of God that I realized like, okay, mm. God is my rock at the bottom. And now I just need to figure out like what that means and how to build from that. And as scary as that was for me, I'm so grateful for that because I had never been as honest in my prayers with God. I had never been as honest with myself. I had never been as honest with other people mm. because I felt like I had to always be this like perfect Ashley that knew everything and that trusted and had this perfect faith and that just had her whole life put together at all times. Mm. And that's like how I operated up until that point. And I still found myself operating like wanting to do that and I still catch myself doing that now but I just remember this this moment of God being like ah finally mm. like like I needed you to get to this point so I could actually use you the way I want to use you and so you can actually become like who you want to become wow. you have to strip back all of these things that are like holding you back from this and it not mm. that any of those things were bad they were all amazing beautiful things but I just was operating at this like surface level. Wow. And I felt like God was like really breaking me down and I had to allow myself to be broken down and to like open mm. myself up. And it gave me a whole new meaning of just the term used in scripture of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Wow. Of just like, that feels so painful, but it's so necessary. Like for me, it was like, I had been living in this like black and white and God was like, I want you to live in a world of technicolor. I don't want you to live in gray area. I don't want you to live like, I want everything to be colorful for you. And I, you've been so just like, I had this whole, like I said, I like to be in control of things. I like to know like what's going to happen. And so I just like go my own way and things feel good enough, but God's like good enough is not enough. Whoa. Dang. And I just, so I felt like, uh, man, I just Dang, like want to go that's back. so deep. <laughs> That phrase right there, good enough is not enough. Yeah. But to me at the time, I, I it was because that's how I was operating. But I felt like God was always exceeding my expectations, but in ways that felt really good. 
Mm. Rather than then when he finally broke me down, I was like, no, no, this doesn't feel good. So this must be wrong. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. I like showed you. I gave you a taste just so you could trust and understand like what I have for you is bigger. But now I need to break you down so you can even expand and be bigger. And so it can reach even past that. Because if I were to continue operating at the level that I was operating in 2019, Mm. Like I don't, I don't know what would have happened. I don't want to know what would have happened, you know. Mm. And I'm not to how say how are like, you operating? Just, I just feel like I have let go of a lot of the control that mm. I feel like I needed to have, mm. and not perfect by any means. There's so moments that I resort back to that, but just like trusting the Lord and just really being okay with like being in the in-between a little bit. Oh. Where as before it was either like, I need to be here or here. I can't be in this middle area. Mm. Like I can't. And even in like with, with anyone's career, I feel like, and not even just career life, like you have ups and downs and ups and downs. And sometimes you feel like you're stuck in between of like an up or a down and you're like, what? And just really like trusting the process of things. And I feel like I've found so much more beauty in the process rather than the destination or in achievements or mm, in moments. And I, and it's, it's been such a good, I mean, I feel like God is teaching me this constantly and he, it's a lesson that I have to learn over and over again, but I feel like he just broke me down enough to really it to click that mm. I'm like, you are trying to take control of everything. You are trying to be this perfect person. And that's actually like hindering you of actually being who you are. There's like wow. weaknesses and things that are like a part of me that will are, will help me and that I need to work through and that I need to be honest about so that I can connect with people so I can be vulnerable. So I'm not this like robotic, mm -hmm. perfect, like image of a person that's hollow, that's a shell of a person like mm. it. So it just, I think... I just really got to know myself more. And I feel like the more I spent, the more time I'm spending building relationship with God, the more I'm getting to know like who I am truly as a person and what that actually means. Yeah. So, so you're right. So you get this point and you're feeling broken down. Yeah. And then you sit at the, what, you write the song. How yeah. does it come? Oh yeah, back to the song. No, but, but, I'll, but listen, everything you said. <laughs> whoo, yeah. The in-between, I'm telling you. Yeah. That is the part where I feel like you're going back to Peter and on the water. Yes, like totally. Peter kind of was. They were those, those apostles were broken down. They're like, "What?" And then they they realized. Yeah. At that moment, oh, now I know you a little better. Yes. They didn't even recognize him when he was walking on the water. They're yes. Like, Who is that? And he's it's like, a, "Yeah, it is I." Yeah. He came. He comes across the ocean like, it, like we look at it like some story. Like, oh, this is a cool story. He's like, no, I come to my people. Yes. Even a caught in the water. Yes. You know. And what's I love about that story too is even after the miracle, Peter's walking on the water. Yeah. He still sinks. Yeah. So it's like those moments in my yeah. life too when I'm like, I've had this big miracle. There's still moments that I doubt, but then I love that it says in scriptures like immediately, like yeah. Christ reached his hand out. It's yeah. like, yes, he just had this crazy and beautiful miracle, but then lost faith and like started looking around and seeing the waves and being like and started to sink but christ was still like he was there yes and see we always like peter no jesus was there, was there. yes that's that i think is that's one of the main points of that story totally yeah. i think we think about the walking on the water but it's like 
Jesus was right there. He was sinking even after the miracle and Jesus still reached out. It wasn't like, well, I performed this miracle and then you doubted. So sorry, you're on your own. Like, no, yeah. he was right there the whole yeah. time. Yeah. And I think for me, this song that I wrote, it started as a prayer. And I just remember at the end of the prayer, I just like, not even the end, the start of the prayer. I was like, mm. God, don't give up on me yet. Like, please mm. don't give up on me. Like, I'm really scared because I don't like, I've never been in this situation before. I've never been feeling the way that I'm feeling before, but like at the end of the day and at like the root of everything, I know you're there and I'm just, I'm just starting from there and I'm like, mm. I'm trying to figure it out. So don't give up on me yet. Mm. And so the song is like the first verse of it is like, God, don't give up on me yet. I know I'm not your best bet, but I'm trying. So don't give up on me yet. I'm mm. just like feeling like, uh, like, I know that I'm not where I need to be, but I also know that you're there. So like, don't give up on me. And what's funny is like, that was such a cathartic thing for me to release and just get out because I felt like mm. in the past, I was too scared to even go to God if I was like feeling like I wasn't perfect. I'm like, really? well, which is so ironic because that's exactly where I should be going in the first place. But in mm. that moment, I was like, okay, I need to get to a certain place and then I can approach God and it will please him. And I'm mm. like, what backwards thought process was yeah. like? But a lot of us do that. Yeah, totally. But just, I felt, and what was so beautiful about that is I remember this prayer and I was like, I'm going to be able to get this out so much better if I just sit at the piano. And I just started like this, like, did it, did it, like just playing these chords. And it literally just like spilled out of me. And it mm. felt like, this other breakthrough of like God was like finally like you'll you'll you can be real with me so like I can have this real relationship with you and not just this you come to me when you feel like you're perfect like you have to put on a show for me like that's not how this works and so I felt like that broke another barrier of me just feeling like I could really be honest with God about where I was at and even if I was like frustrated like where are you like what mm. what's going on I've just like having it be like a real relationship and yeah. not just this like out of reach God that I'm just like praying mm. to like, okay, mm. I feel like I'm doing good today. So I'll, I'll like present this good version of myself to you. Like, mm. no, I just felt, and, and in that moment too, I just felt so connected, mm. which was ironic because I felt so broken. Okay. But I felt like God was like, this is, this is the you that I want. I don't want the you that, that is pretending. I don't yeah. want the you that, is putting on for me. Like, I want you. this you. Yeah. So you sang it. How does it go? Uh, so, man, I, I like get emotional every time I sing this song. But I wrote this song in like 20 minutes. And the last verse came wow. to me the next day. Whoa. I was, yeah. It, really? Because it was like a prayer and I, I just started singing. Wow. And I just like that's happened to me like one other time. Like mm. usually like the quickest I've written a song is in like an hour, but this mm. was just like, I just felt like it was flowing out of me. And I, I remember the next day I was singing at this, um, this facility for, it's called Ampelis and it's like a drug rehabilitation mm -hmm. facility. And artists would go in like once a month and, or uh, once a week, but I would do it once a month because they rotate through artists. And I remember I just felt like I needed to sing this song there. And I was mm. like, it's not finished. I've never sang it all the way through besides when I wrote it last night. Like, and you I sat in the, the parking lot the night before. And I sat in the parking Whoa. lot and the last verse just came to me and I like wrote it out my phone. Really? Hadn't even sang it all the way through yet. I walk into this, this rehab center and there's a group, there's like five men in the center. And then there were three of us artists. And I remember I just like sat and 
I sang the song and like one of the guys came up to me after and he's like, I, this is the first time I've like felt connected to God in like five years. Wow. And I'm just like weeping because I'm like, I. You just, the first what? time you sang it? Yeah, that's the first time I sang it. And just the song is so special to me because I almost feel like people are like, oh, this song that you wrote. And I'm like, uh, yes, but like it was a gift to me. Like it's what I needed in that moment. Yeah, that I co-wrote with God because mm. that the song, I feel like I'm so grateful for the impact that it's made on people, but the impact that it's made on me has been just as much, if not more. And wow. so it's just, I feel like it's like this gift that keeps on giving of like something that was given to me that I can now share with other people. And that's what I love about music. And that's mm. what I love about creating and what I get to do is just like these moments when I feel broken and these moments that I feel disconnected or the moments that I feel connected or whatever I'm feeling when I tap into that and I like allow God in the process of that the way that I feel like it's connecting us because I'm like each of us has that inside of us right and so it's like music has a way of just surpassing words or languages or barriers it just like it I feel like it connects spirits and it connects hearts and that's what I love so much about it and this song I feel like is just like a little piece of heaven that was given to me, which is funny because it's all about like, don't give up on me yet. Like, I feel like <laughs> I'm struggling, but I feel like that's a universal thing that we all feel. Yeah. Right. And so um, the chorus says, I know I've come so far, but I've got so far to go. And with these brand new scars and this broken heart, it's hard to really know if there's a reason or if I'll ever see it. But I want to believe it. So don't mm. give up on me yet. Ooh, that's powerful. Would you would you sing it? You want me to sing it right now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you? Like, uh, yeah, I'll sing okay, it. Okay, okay. You want me to just? Yeah. It's long. Do you want you me want to sing me, the whole thing? Just give us something. I'll give just a give verse it. and a chorus. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get emotional. Okay. God, don't give up on me yet. I know I'm not your best bet. But I'm trying, so don't give up on me yet. And God, don't leave me here alone. I know I need to grow still. And I'm trying, but don't leave me here I know I've come so far, but got so far to go. And with these brand new scars and this broken heart, it's hard to really know if there's a reason and if I'll ever see it. But I want to believe it. So don't give up on me yet. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. Wow. Whew. Yeah. Man. That's powerful. The last That's verse, so that's so necessary. It's so what's so yeah. beautiful about this song to me is I feel like it takes mm. on different meaning for me every time I play it. Wow. And the last verse that I wrote in the parking lot that I was inspired just when I walked in says, God, I know I'm not the same. But you knew that I would change, and I think that you're trying to tell me it's okay. Yeah. And just, I think what's so beautiful about what I've discovered in my relationship with God and really developing a relationship with God is that we all have this idea of this, like, version of who we want to be and who we think we should be. Yeah. 
and I think we f- we get stressed or anxious when we fall short or if we're not living up to what we think our potential is. But like the whole point of why I believe we're here is to change and to learn and to grow and to evolve. And I know mm. that change feels hard and feels scary, but I feel like when I am in just that perspective and that relationship with God where I'm like really seeking him out and I feel myself starting to change, mm. it feels scary, but at the same time it feels it just feels like there's just this divine yeah. like intention behind it of like I'm evolving and I'm becoming, it might not look, look like what I thought, but it's okay that I'm changing and it's okay that I'm evolving because that's what God intended me to do. And I just, I've just learned that throughout the course of my life of all these things that I thought I was going to do that all felt like good things that when they didn't work out, I was like, Oh, I'm not good enough. Or, Oh, like, I'm not worthy of this or oh X, Y, and Z. Mm. But it's like, no, God just has a better plan. And mm. I'm evolving and changing to be better so I can live up to my full potential that God has for me. And not in a in a from a point of feeling pressure to live up to, to the potential, mm. but just because God wants us to experience true joy and yeah. live out just a full life and experience things. And back to that thing I was saying about good enough isn't good enough Mm. of just I feel like ways that I feel like I've changed and things that have felt scary where I felt like everything was being dismantled and like stripped down and back and I just I felt like I was unraveling a bit it was like I felt like I was unraveling all the things that were separating me from like a real real authentic relationship with God to get to the core, the root of me. And it's like, so that change is amazing. It's scary and it's hard and it's painful, but it's necessary. And it's the catalyst for what I feel like this new season that I'm stepping into now, which I'm so grateful. I just had this imagine like Lazarus and taking off the, yes, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like the unraveled. That's such, and it's like the old meat is dead. So like the Lazarus that died, it's a, yeah, totally. You got so many deep, like, (laughs) There's so many little like phrases that you use that are so deep that unravel. That's such a that's such a powerful concrete image, mm. you know. Um, what an amazing journey that you're still yeah. on. You know I, what I mean? That's the thing is I'm. It like, ain't over yet. Exactly. I in so many ways I yeah. feel like it's just started. And I mean, I there's a lot that I've gone through and I've I've experienced already, but it's just exciting because I feel like it just is experience and and knowledge and things that I've learned that are helping me with the next part of my journey and just the continuation of the journey. But exactly like what you said, like it's all a journey. Like there's not, I think, especially as an, a creative and someone who's ambitious and is very goal oriented. I focus a lot on achievements and moments of success and destinations. Yeah. But it's like, even when I reach those things, then it's the next thing. So it's like, it's just a journey. All of it's just a journey. I'm telling you, I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately. It's like, even with this show, I'm, I said I'm gonna do a thousand episodes. Mm. And yeah, the reason wow. why is because I don't want to focus on oh did that how that one do. Mm. I'm gonna keep on yeah. doing it. Yes. I mean I'm gonna look at it. Yes, but I'm not doing it for me. Totally. I'm not doing it. I'm. This nothing about me. No. You got yes. me. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? This is this is. It'll connect with the people it needs to connect with, and the the journey, the practice, the the the. Uh, just being in the middle of it is the best part. Totally. You know what I'm saying? Yes. But um, for you, I mean, knowing all of this, what would be the one of the main things that you would say, okay, this is the thing that God wanted me to know as he unraveled me. Mm. When I thought it would unravel, I thought he was like, he was, 
like stripping me, you know, like just, but you said that he was unraveling you to become who you really needed to be. Mm -hmm. What would you say? How would you say it? I think the most important thing in that unraveling for me was just the understanding that like who I am to my core, aside from what I do or what people see me as or um, all of the external things that can be taken away, mm-hmm. like who I am at my core is not only enough, but is loved and is worthy and is capable and is like, even if I never sang another note in my life, even if I never, you know, performed on stage ever again, or if I never went out and did anything like visible that was noteworthy to the world, like it doesn't matter. And that like God wants the Ashley that is me, like my soul, my spirit, like me to my core. He doesn't want the perfect has it all put together and figured out Ashley. He doesn't want the stage performance Ashley. He doesn't want um, the Ashley that's in a flow of songwriting. Like, yes, he wants all those things, but he wants my heart. He wants me. And in every in every phase, in mm. the praise, in the gratitude, in the struggle, the wrestle, in the brokenness, mm. in the beauty, like all of it. And it's, I think, I I didn't, I think I believed that for other people, but I didn't believe it for myself. Like I believed in a God that, that, was that for everybody else but for me Mm. and so when god was breaking me down to show me that like no 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 this is applicable to you too i was like oh of course i was right it is for everybody else because why would god do this to me why am i breaking down but it's like no that's what it took for me to understand no god wants my heart he wants me it has nothing to do with my achievements it has nothing Mm. to do with anything externally and those are just extensions of my heart and of my spirit. And that's mm. a way for me to express and connect. That's not my identity. My identity is not in the things that I do or the things that people see, but it's in my heart and in my spirit. And that's what I feel so passionate about. And I that's something that I have to remind myself and that like I'm working with the Lord on every day of just like keeping that because it's so easy to get caught up in mm. what people see or expectation or what we're doing. And it's like, yeah, I think I get so focused on I I gotta do this, I gotta do this, but it's like, what am I becoming? Like, mm. what am I becoming by doing all these things? And is doing this gonna help me become ultimately what I want to become? And so that's that's been a big shift too, and like how I'm operating now as opposed to 2019 Ashley of like, is this is doing this helping me become like the divine me that I want to be or the version of me that everybody is expecting me to be? Right. Ooh, and the other ones what we need right exactly exactly and it it's been so freeing to let go Mm. of a lot of that expectation of just being known as oh you're the girl from American Idol you're the girl that sings you're the girl that does all this I'm like yeah I'm the girl that does that but like that's not who I am so I have to be really careful about I am a singer I'm like I sing yeah I sing but it's like that's not my identity do yeah yeah so So just shifting the identity so who are you I am Ashley Hess. I am um and I feel like this term gets used so much that I feel like the weight is lost on me sometimes. But like truly what it means to be a daughter of God and like being a child of God. Like God yeah, is my father yeah. and like Jesus Christ is my brother. Like that 
that gives me so much peace and comfort and like knowing that and knowing that I am enough and I am loved and I am cherished and I am connected to the omnipotent God and to Jesus Christ. And like what that actually means when I like sit and think about that just gives me so much, not only faith, but just like passion and drive in what my purpose is and to just like spread that with other people and share that with other people and connect with other people like from that like spirit to spirit and not just like, oh, I sing, you sing, let's, right? Like it's just like Mm -hmm. connecting on a heart level, I think. Um, it shifted that perspective that I am like an extension of God. I am God's creation. I am Mm. his child. I am just like worthy of all these things with him, but I I am not the things that I do, which that like the things that I am not have almost been more freeing for me of like, Oh, I, I had to realize what I was not before I really could realize what I am. (sighs) You've got so (laughs) many like, powerful little lines this whole time i i don't know what even to add to that i'm i I think that might be a good stopping point this has been this has been such a good experience i I can't wait to see how this ends up you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. part of the journey the whole thing yeah um and i can't wait to hear more about uh, the king will come from what i'm gathering from what you're saying that uh, that i'm so thankful that you shared is that your this whole journey that you've gone through Mm -hmm. has really when you, especially you said the 19 mm-hmm. the 19 mm-hmm. ashley right the two, 2019 ashley is now you know it's almost like this new change in you this new birth mm-hmm. that is um has allowed you to become who you continue to become yeah you know but um this is ashley hess i believe all the things that we said are true i believe deeply but don't take it from us mm. find out for yourself till next time It's just so refreshing to have just real candid conversations about our stories and our journeys and our lives.